Master. Maite Loredo, a chef and naturalist and businesswoman, would like to ask the next question. Prego. She couldn't come, but she left her question. Thirty years ago, my husband and I decided to become vegetarian based on the principle of respect for life and nonviolence. Today, doctors recommend us not to abuse them for health reasons. Additionally, we are finding out that this excessive consumption not only negatively affects human health, but the health of the planet as well. When a hamburger arrives on my table, what does it involve in terms of climate change? Please tell Senorita Loredo that I'm very happy that she and her husband decided to be vegetarian. And for 30 years even. That's a very long, sincere commitment. She and her husband are very smart in so loving to decide to follow their heart. I thank her for asking this beneficial question for the sake of the public. There are a lot of scientific reports made about the cost of meat-eating, so I'm sure you are asking for the sake of uh, people who may not be aware. So please allow me to state some of the cost of what we are dealing with for the next time one is about to eat a hamburger. The cost of a hamburger appears to us as cheap, but without the enormous subsidies involved in the meat industry, the real monetary cost of a hamburger would be much higher, much higher, at least 12 U.S. dollars. There are so many costs and resources involved for that one hamburger that you are asking about, from the field to the plate, and all the processes in between from burning the precious forest to growing the corn and soy to feed the cows, to making the fertilizer and watering these uh, feed crops, to giving the cows huge amounts of healthy land and water. Hormones and antibiotics are also forcefully fed to the cows. And we will eat all that, huh? Then the transport over long distances here and there, and finally to the slaughterhouse, to freezing the meat so that it does not rot as it is supposed to. Then finally it has to be cooked before reaching the plate, and cooked well because, for example, the U.S. Department of Agriculture found that 89% of beef hamburger patties contain traces of the deadly E. coli bacteria, 89%, huh? 89% of the beef hamburger contain trace of E. coli. So there is more that goes in the hamburger than what you think you see. Here are just a few examples. Destruction of land. First, land must be cleared to raise the cows. For one hamburger, there are 55 square feet of destroyed tropical rainforest, which is uh, an equivalent of 75 kilograms of CO2. 
or driving your car for five days straight. Also, biodiversity loss. In the process, we lose up to 30 plant species, 100 insect species, I mean the beneficial one, huh? as well, and dozens of birds, mammals, etc. Now, it contributes to hunger. Some of the deforested land is used to grow grains. Oftentimes, poor families are forced off their land in the process. One hamburger costs four pounds of grain that was consumed by the cow. That's about three loaves of bread or eight plates of spaghetti that could have fed a number of hungry people. So, another cold cost of a hamburger is human starvation. Now, we have topsoil loss. For one hamburger, ten pounds of topsoil for farming are eroded and lost for hundreds of years. A very serious problem. Now, greenhouse gases. Next, one hamburger alone is responsible for greenhouse gas emissions. The methane gas emitted for that piece of meat alone weighs approximately 4.7 ounces, but it has the same heat-trapping effect as 6.8 pounds of CO2 because methane is very potent. Water waste. Not only land and food, but water is also required in huge amounts. Just one hamburger costs 625 gallons of clean water, or it would cost you about 45 showers. A month and a half or two months without taking a shower. For one hamburger alone. Imagine that. On a side note, one cow in his lifetime before slaughter uses enough fresh water to float a large naval ship. Imagine that again. Just one cow. Now we have fossil fuel waste. One hamburger costs thousands of miles of transportation all the way from the pasture to the feedlot, then all the way to slaughterhouse and then to the market. So no matter if you try to buy your food locally to save emissions or not, you can't win if you eat meat. There is much more greenhouse gas that goes into this hamburger. In fact, one hamburger uses up 6.5 pounds of fossil fuels, or about a quarter gallon of gasoline. That's over 16 times the amount needed for one full, nutritious vegan meal. Now we have health hazard. There is also the cost in lives. In just one hamburger party, there are pieces of dozens or sometimes even hundreds of individual cows, all their flesh mixed together, and you are getting more than what you think you're buying. You are buying a health hazard. There is saturated fat, which causes heart disease and stroke. There are also extra things such as growth-inducing hormones, traces of antibiotics that are fed regularly to the poor cows, the actual bacteria that are resistant to those antibiotics. 
these resistant bacteria are called superbugs. So the added cost here is a multifold risk to our health. There are even more costs after the hamburger is eaten. For example, a woman loses 28 milligrams of calcium after eating just one hamburger, which weakens her bones. And there is a rampant risk of potentially deadly E. coli infection, as beef is a primary source of this bacteria. And again, there are risks of heart disease, cancer, mad cow disease, bird flu, pig disease, swine flu, and other meat-related diseases. We also have other human causes, like the poor families being pushed off their land for cattle production, the adults and children of the world who are perishing due to hunger, the grief and sorrow of the families who lost loved ones due to meat-related diseases, etc., etc. As for the bigger picture of how much meat-eating is costing our planet, the cows in such unnaturally huge numbers, more than one billion on the planet, are responsible for more than 50% or even far more of total greenhouse emissions on the earth. Nitrous oxide, which is 300 times more potent than CO2, is being emitted in vast quantities from the fertilizers required to produce uh, the food crops for the cattle. The livestock industry produces at least 67% of all the world's nitrous oxide emissions. So, a hamburger, as you can see, is clearly unaffordable, not only in global warming, but also in deforestation, soil erosion, and desertification, water shortage, water pollution, loss of biodiversity, not to mention the negative health and bad karmic consequence prices we also have to pay, and loss of lives, precious lives. Thank you so much for asking. Thank you, Master. Thank you for me, Miss Loredo. And thank you for being vegetarian and her husband. Yes, you, Master. Some of the diseases related to meat consumption and or production, rabies, anthrax, sleeping sickness, Q fever, norovirus, swine flu, Ebola reston virus, Cured meats and fish increase leukemia risk in children. Antibiotic-resistant superbug infections from a strain of Staphylococcus aureus. Blue tongue disease, E. coli, Salmonella. Bird flu, mad cow disease or Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease, 90% of the population at risk. Pig's disease or PMWS, listeriosis, shellfish poisoning, preeclampsia, campylobacter, Clostridium difficile, diseases hidden in healthy-appearing livestock, some of the costs of meat-eating. Infertility, eating just one serving of meat per day, increases the risk of women's infertility by 32%, with additional meat consumption increasing the risk. 
heart disease. Over 17 million lives lost globally each year. Cost of cardiovascular disease is at least 1 trillion US dollars a year. Cancer, increased childhood cancers and adult reproductive cancers from hormones in meat. Colon rectal cancer, over 1 million new colon cancer patients diagnosed each year. More than 600,000 colon cancer related mortalities annually. In the United States alone, colon cancer treatment costs about 6.5 billion US dollars. Millions of people are newly diagnosed with other meat-related cancers every year. Diabetes. 246 million people are affected worldwide. An estimated 174 billion US dollars spent each year on treatment in just the United States. Obesity. Worldwide, 1.6 billion adults are overweight, with 400 million more who are obese. Costs 93 billion US dollars each year for medical expenses in the United States alone. At least 2.6 million people die annually from problems related to being overweight or obese. Environmental. Uses up to 70% of clean water. Pollutes most of the water bodies deforests the lungs of the earth, uses up to 43% of the world's cereal, uses up to 85% of the world's soy, causes world hunger and wars, 80% cause of global warming, plus more. Some of the costs of milk consumption. Cowpox from milking cows. Bacterial microbes, pesticides and enzymes found in cheese derived from the inner stomach linings of other animals. Up to 80% of the calories in cheese are from pure fat. Breast, prostate and testicular cancer from hormones present in milk. Hysteria and Crohn's disease. Hormones and saturated fat leads to osteoporosis, obesity, diabetes and heart disease. Linked to higher incidences of multiple sclerosis. Classified as a major allergen. Lactose intolerance. Plus more. For more urgent information, please visit www.suprememastertv.com forward slash killers. The next question is for Mr. Ceballos from Delfina Cabrera de Garcia, a secretary. Gracias. Buenas tardes. En nuestra ciudad de Lima, ¿cuál sería la mejor acción preventiva en caso que los efectos del cambio climático sigan agravándose. Bien, en el caso de nuestra gran capital, con 8 millones de habitantes, en un proceso de crecimiento vertiginoso, eh, con un gran consumo de los recursos naturales, principalmente el agua, tan necesaria para esta ciudad que está ubicada en el desierto, el, la gran contribución que podemos hacer eh, como ciudadanos es el adecuado manejo del agua porque aquí tenemos una situación muy frágil el agua cada vez es más deficitaria y cada vez llega menos en menor cantidad y en peor calidad a los hogares peruanos y hemos tenido crisis de agua en esta ciudad el año 90, 91, recuerden ustedes, hubo una gran crisis por la cual tuvo que racionarse el agua en Lima. Es el momento en que surgieron 
la construcción de tanques cisternas en las ciudades o en los hogares para poder almacenar agua y tenerla durante las horas en que había el racionamiento. Estas situaciones de racionamiento en el futuro van a agravarse debido al calentamiento global y al cambio climático. Gracias. Thank you for your important message. Gracias. Master, the next question is from Gloria Narváez, but she is not here today. So I'm going to read the question in English directly for you. How do you handle the situation in the future if the effects of global warming continue, Master? Yeah. It's a difficult question. Not only us, but so many world leaders and scientists are also worrying about this. The truth is, we are already not able to handle such situations in places where global warming is already reaching extreme degrees. Some countries and communities have to cope with worsened drought situations. There's not enough water to raise crops or even to drink. Their rivers and lakes are drying up or completely gone. Please uh, refer to uh, the SupremeMasterTV.com for more information. Glaciers melt in many places so dramatically that one moment there are massive floods and soon after a drought. So how can we handle the mass migration of tens of millions of people all at once due to desertification, the rising sea levels, or the permanent loss of crop fields? It's very difficult and maybe even impossible. And it's not just numbers. Every child, family, and society will be affected in some way, by this experience of trauma and tragedy. We are not ready for the changes that are coming. We are not ready at all. We are not prepared enough. Some of the changes are even anticipated to be unexpected because there are many complicated interacting factors. The wisest action would be to fix the situation we have now and prevent further damage. Then we won't even have to worry about the future. All the leading scientists we have spoken to tell us one and the same, that we must handle it now, not tomorrow. The smartest way would be to stop the worsening of global warming by being vegan. It sounds very simple, but it is the best solution, the most effective, and the effect of it will be felt almost immediately. Without this main, most time-effective change, no matter what we try to do, it won't be enough to repel the worst consequences that we have accumulated. Moreover, the problems we already face now, such as the warming atmosphere, water shortage, food scarcity, desertification, we can quickly eliminate 
by stopping meat production. Stop it now, no further. So please, tell Senorita Naves and everyone else, before the situation gets any more out of hand, let's choose the vegan diet. The future effects will be greatly eased. Only then we will have a manageable situation. Please thank Senorita Navias for her concern. And please tell her to do her part. Mean, beverage, go green. So we can all save the planet. Muchas gracias. Thank you, Master. Some of the benefits of a vegetarian diet lowers blood pressure, lowers cholesterol levels, reduces type 2 diabetes, prevents stroke conditions, reverses atherosclerosis, reduces heart disease risk 50%, reduces heart surgery risk 80%, prevents many forms of cancer, stronger immune system, increases life expectancy up to 15 years, higher IQ, saves 70% of the total cost of 40 trillion U.S. dollars for reducing global warming, uses 4.5 times less land to grow food, conserves up to 70% clean water, saves 80% of the cleared Amazonian rainforest from animal grazing, a solution for world hunger, free up 3.4 billion hectares of land, free up 760 million tons of grain every year, half the world's grain supply, consumes one-third fossil fuels of those used for meat production, reduces pollution from untreated animal waste, maintains cleaner air, saves 4.5 tons of emissions per U.S. household per year, stop 80% of global warming, Plus more. The next question is for Mr. Pauls from Ninfa del Pauls. Mrs. Ninfa del Pauls is not here, so we are going to read the question directly. How much does the vegetarian diet help in stopping global warming? La maestra lo acaba de responder, creo. Eh... No soy un científico, solo me baso en mis eh, impresiones y mis sensaciones y en mi, eh, mi conciencia y en mi experiencia. Yo simplemente creo que es aparentemente la única solución más eh, directa y más veloz eh, porque queda aparentemente muy poco tiempo, muy poco tiempo. Creo que es la solución inmediata. Por supuesto que hay que cambiar un montón de otras eh, actitudes que tiene el ser humano para con los recursos naturales y con la devastación del planeta. Eso no hay que olvidarse. ¿no? El, el cuidar el agua, el, el, el no tirar residuos. Empecemos también a hablar de un montón de otras cosas que también a la larga terminan afectando y muchísimo. Pero como vegetariano desde hace tanto tiempo digo que por supuesto que esto ayudaría y mucho en lo inmediato. Thank you for that important message, Mr. Pauls. Gracias. Master, next question is from 
José Luis Pérez Alvela Veraum, and he's not here today. He is a vegan doctor and nutritionist. Would like to ask you the next question. Uh, please, go ahead. How can we make our life much simpler and harmonious despite all the material things around us? How? <laughs> yes, it's a very noble-minded question. I agree with him. Uh, simple living and high thinking are the secrets to a long and happy life. One of the best ways to bring simplicity into our lives, uh, he's already doing in choosing the vegan diet. I'm very happy to see that. Living without killing or bringing harm to other beings can restore harmony and health to yourself and the world around us faster than most anything else, especially for such a busy life as uh, his, Dr. Berum, where caring for others is a part of his uh, profession. The love and compassion of the animal-free or vegan diet gives you more strength, patience, and understanding. Another way to cultivate simplicity is to spend time also in the tranquility of nature or create a natural environment at home where we can go for peace and quiet. Reading mind-uplifting books such as spiritual scriptures as well as practicing meditation are also good ways to remind ourselves that we truly don't need much to be happy and live a contented, peaceful life. People uh, who meditate, according to scientific research conducted in the U.S. on meditation, uh, no matter what religion they came from, or even if uh, they don't think they believe in God, meditation is still beneficial and in fact has been found to help in remaining calm and serene, as well as giving an optimistic outlook on life. Being vegan, as uh, Dr. Beron is, also helps considerably in benefiting from meditation, because he already purified his system by removing toxic meat and animal products from his diet. So the combination of practices like uh, meditation along with daily harmonious living through the vegan diet will lead to a simpler life with fewer material desires but still full of happiness and contentment. I hope this answer the question for Dr. Beron. I wish him the best and I thank him for doing his part for the world, to save the world as a vegan, and a vegan doctor even. <laughs> Please send him my love and my friendship. Muchas gracias, amigo. Thank you, Master. The next question is, for our panelist, Mr. Cevallos, from Maria Elena Cortez, who has left this question for him. Maria Elena Cortez Guardamio is a representative from the association Niños 
indigo. How can we eliminate the toxins in the atmosphere? Bien. Creo que estamos en un mundo del consumismo. Es decir, en un mundo del derroche. Pensamos y actuamos como los recursos del planeta nunca se van a agotar. Y eso no es cierto. Hay muchos recursos que son agotables. Y tendríamos que tener mayor responsabilidad tanto quienes incentivan el consumismo, pero también quienes somos víctimas de esto y actuamos con irresponsabilidad derrochando los bienes y los productos. Eh, en efecto, lo que se ve es la necesidad de cambios fundamentales en nuestra forma de vivir. Es necesario impulsar una cultura de prevención que se anticipe a los problemas que se vienen en el futuro y que hagamos cambios fundamentales en la economía, en la forma de producir, pero también en la forma de consumir los bienes que tenemos al alcance. Este sería el mensaje fundamental en relación a la excesiva producción industrial, muchas veces innecesaria, generando necesidades diversas para un mundo pudiendo morigerar y pudiendo eh, dar un racionamiento en lo que es el brindar los bienes que la sociedad necesita. Muchas gracias. Thank you, Mr. Ceballos. Master, Pilar Sanelli Brasesco would like to ask you the next question. She is a biologist and also the director of the Amazon Shelter. Thank you for answering all the questions. In which way a vegetarian diet has an influence in the spiritual life of people? Hola, señorita Brasesco. Yes. Being veg is beneficial for any kind of spiritual advancement. In fact, all the wise ancient teachings of sages since time immemorial have highlighted uh, the importance of a benevolent plant-based diet. It is a fundamental requirement of a spiritual practitioner. Vegetarianism in Religion The Baha'i Faith Regarding the eating of animal flesh and abstinence therefrom, know thou of a certainty that, in the beginning of creation, God determined the food of every living being, and to eat contrary to that determination is not approved. Selections from the Baha'i Writings of Some Aspects of Health and Healing Buddhism All meats eaten by living beings are of their own relatives. Lankavatara Sutra. Also, after the birth of the baby, care must be exercised not to kill any animal in order to feed the mother with meaty delicacies and not to assemble many relatives to drink liquor or to eat meat, because at the difficult time of birth, 
There are innumerable evil demons, monsters, and goblins who want to consume the smelly blood. By ignorantly and adversely resorting to the killing of animals for consumption, they bring down curses upon themselves, which are detrimental to both the mother and the baby. Kasitigarbha Sutra Be careful during the days immediately after someone's death, not killing or destroying, or creating evil karma by worshipping or offering sacrifice to demons and deities. Because such killing and slaughtering committed, or such worship performed, or such sacrifice offered, would not have even an iota of force to benefit the dead, but would entwine even more sinful karma into previous karma, making it even deeper and more serious. Thus, delay his rebirth to a good state. Karma means retribution. Kasiti Garba Sutra Cow die. The most important thing is to stop killing, because animals also have souls and understand like humans. If we kill and eat them, then we owe them a blood debt. Teachings of the Saints Christianity Meats for the belly and the belly for meats But God shall destroy both it and them Holy Bible And while the flesh was yet between their teeth Ere it was chewed The wrath of the Lord was kindled against the people And the Lord smote the people with a very great plague Holy Bible Confucianism All men have a mind which cannot bear to see the sufferings of others The superior man, having seen the animals alive, cannot bear to see them die. Having heard their dying cries, he cannot bear to eat their flesh. Mencius. Essenes. I am come to end the sacrifices and feasts of blood. And if ye cease not offering and eating of flesh and blood, the wrath of God shall not cease from you. Gospel of the Holy Twelve. Hinduism. Since you cannot bring killed animals back to life, you are responsible for killing them. Therefore, you are going to hell. There is no way for your deliverance. Adelila. He who desires to augment his own flesh by eating the flesh of other creatures lives in misery in whatever species he may take his birth. Mahabharata Anu. Islam. Allah will not give mercy to anyone except those who give mercy to other creatures. Hadith. Do not allow your stomachs to become graveyards of animals. Hadith. Jainism. A true monk should not accept such food and drink as has been specially prepared for him involving the slaughter of living beings. Sutra Katanga. Judaism. And whatsoever man there be of the house of Israel, or of the strangers that sojourn among you, that eateth any manner of blood, I will even set my face against that soul that eateth blood, and will cut him off from among his people. Holy Bible. Blood meaning flesh. Sikhism. Those mortals who consume marijuana, flesh, and wine, no matter what pilgrimages, fasts, and rituals they follow, they will all go to hell. Guru Granth Sahib. Taoism. Do not go into the mountain to catch birds and nets, nor to the water to poison fishes and minnows. Do not butcher the ox that plows your field. Tract of the Quiet Way. Tibetan Buddhism. The offering to the deities of meat obtained by killing animate beings is like offering a mother the flesh of her own child, and this is a grievous failure, the supreme path of discipleship. Zoroastrianism. Those plants I, Ahura Mazda, or God, rain down upon the earth to bring food to the faithful and fodder to the beneficent cow. Avesta. Everybody knows that vegetarian diet is good for health, 
and to save the planet. They will be awakening their own great, compassionate, loving self-nature, and then their level of consciousness will rise up automatically, and they will understand more than they ever did, and they'll be closer to heaven than what they are right now. The concept behind foregoing animal products is ahimsa, meaning non-violence. By partaking of a vegan diet, we also avoid the bad retribution of killing, and thus it will not burden and obstruct our spiritual journey. I'm sure you are familiar with this principle, Signorita Brasesco. In your work to save and protect the animals, being vegan simply means that we protect all the animals. This killing of other beings must be stopped for humanity to evolve as a civilization. The benefits of doing so are manifold. Besides restoration of health, biodiversity will be allowed to thrive. Planet equilibrium restored, along with the easing of our own conscience and our capacity for elevated consciousness. All these are the fruits of a more compassionate diet. This loving attitude also creates a more peaceful atmosphere that brings greater comfort to all beings, at peace with ourselves in the knowledge that we did not cause anguish or pain to our fellow animals, our brethren. We will have the inner tranquility to pursue our spiritual endeavors wholeheartedly. Before we expect the lion to lay down peacefully with the lamb, we humans must do it first. As long as the humans cannot even lay down peacefully with the lamb, causing all the anguish, fear, sorrow, oppression to weaker beings and defenseless animals, we cannot realize this heavenly dream as the lion will lie beside the lamb. So, we must return to our compassionate self. We must return to our glorious status as the children of God. We have to bring heaven to earth. Thank you, Signorita Brasesco. God bless your noble work in preserving the precious lives of the animals. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor, for your visit. Now, Mr. Nicolas Pauls, our panelist, has two questions for you, Master. Yes, but he knows everything. <laughs> he knows everything already. <laughs> he probably asked for others' sake. Okay, go ahead. Welcome. Hola, Maestra. Gracias. Sabemos de los intereses económicos que hay detrás de la industria de la carne. Entonces, la pregunta es... ¿Cuál cree que es el camino a seguir para comunicar esta verdad, la de la 
la de la importancia de la industria de la carne en el calentamiento global cuando ni los gobiernos ni los medios de comunicación hablan de eso. Y la otra pregunta es, ¿cómo debería ser ese desarme de la industria de la carne? Porque imaginemos un, eh, una situación ideal que es que el mundo entero deja de comer carne, pero ¿qué sucedería con esas mil millones de vacas? ¿A dónde irían? ¿Qué sería de la vida de ellas? Buenas tardes, señor Paul. ¿Cómo está usted? Muy bien, gracias. Gracias también. I'm glad to see that you're vegan yourself and you look a picture of perfection. Healthy, handsome, inteligente. Felicitación. In your question of how to communicate the truth about meat, the first thing I can say is that you are already living this truth, by example. So, felicitación again for that. Gracias. To respond to your question about the way to convey the truth about the meat industry and its role in global warming, We cannot wait for the government and the media to get the message out. We have very little time now. So it might be too late by the time the government and the media get involved. Although I see the good trend now in the media that they report more about global warming and the solution than before. And the Some part of the world, some small governmental agency has begun to advise people to eat less meat. Yes, but it's too slow. It's too slow for my liking and too slow to help our planetary problem. So it is we, the ordinary people, we must inform them instead. Or we must take the lead. We must do it by example. And you would be one of the natural agents for this kind of message, since you are already well-known and I'm sure well-loved by the public. Well, I love you already. <laughs> so I'm sure everybody else loves you. Everybody else love him there? Yeah? Yes or no? See? And this is exactly what is needed right now. We have to inform people of the truth, and we have to live by that truth. We have to inform also by example, like what you're doing. Through our Supreme Master television and materials, such as the Alternative Living Flyer, the SOS Flyer, we try to do that as well. 
to explain to people the real cause of the imbalance on our planet. As you are probably very well aware, the facts themselves are very plentiful now, starting with the 2006 United Nations Report Livestock Long Shadow, which identified the livestock industry as emitting more greenhouse gases than all the entire transportation sector combined. Even more recently, scientists have stated that the percentage of emissions coming from livestock could total more than 50% of the harmful gases driving global warming today. So, the scientists are doing their best to inform the public about the dire situation we are facing now, but it is up to us, all of us, to decide whether or not we should save our planet, save our family, save our children. And we can help to do the rest in sharing information about the most effective solution. Fortunately, this solution not only works, it is readily available immediately to everyone. A vegan diet free of animal products and even better organic vegan These are the key to human and planetary survival. As for what we can do about the interests of the meat industry, we must be very steadfast in conveying what we know to be the real truth and sharing it as far and wide as possible. We can write letters to all these meat industrial responsible persons and tell them all this truth. Uh, We gather information and send it to them. Tell them they should change their profession. Tell them they should change to save the planet. Tell them there should be organic vegan farmers instead. Or many other jobs nowadays, green technology. This truth, our need to stop the killing of animals, is the only one that will stabilize the earth physically as well as bringing peace, and restore hope to humans and the planet. So please help us spread this message, Senor Paul, and you will see the change that comes from more and more people returning to a humane, considerate way of life. I have said before we can have Eden on earth, and it is true. Please do join in spreading this message as much as you can in your capacity as a celebrity, so you can see for yourself. Thank you for your question and your loving care. Thank you for being so kind to all of us by being kind to the animals. Thank you for doing your part in saving the planet. Muchas gracias. Gracias. Thank you very much, Master. De nada. Master. Juan Gino Rossi Castro, a vegan engineer, would like to ask you the next question. Yes, please. Buenas tardes, maestra. Buenas tardes. Mi pregunta es, existiendo y respetando el libre albedrío que Dios da a los seres humanos, ¿por qué el hombre destruye el, el planeta que es su casa, perjudicándose él y perjudicando a sus cohabitantes? El mejor ejemplo es lo que está pasando con el calentamiento global poniendo tener unas consecuencias muy graves, como lo que ya pasó en el planeta Marte. 
¿Por qué Dios entonces no detiene esto antes de que llegue a un punto crítico? Gracias, Master. Buenas tardes, señor Castro. Ah, another vegan. Very nice to see you. I'm glad you are vegan. For your question about free will and why humankind destroys their home planet, it is not that most humans intend to destroy. Many simply do not understand, are not informed. They don't realize the harmful emissions of the livestock industry or that killing begets killing, and they are not aware that meat is another kind of addictive poison. They are not aware that meat is destroying our planet. So that's what we try to do now, to help inform people of the planetary benefits of being meat-free, as well as remind about the preciousness of all life and of being compassionate. In fact, the more that we find out about the meat industry, the more we know that it's a filthy, cruel, Enterprise, where animals are tormented in their short lives from birth to their early death. But uh, some of these facts are not easy to uncover, partly because the ones who sell the meat do everything to make it look attractive instead of telling the truth. And uh, the meat industry are often hidden from the public eyes, so it's uh, not easily detect by uh, ordinary people. And then we can run out of time all too quickly. Uh, like you mentioned on Mars, for example, the people did not know about the meat and killing karma. So at least you know and I know. And we tell as many people as possible so that they also know. We have to be veg to save the planet. Your question, why God didn't stop it before it was too late, you answer yourself, <laughs> Señor Castro. God does not interfere with free will, and if the people don't know, they may sadly choose from ignorance. But we have the chance to change all that now, because we know what we need to change. We know that the vegan diet is the only way, the fastest way. It's the only way to cool and save the planet. So with the help of people such as yourself, we can surely do just that. Please help spread the message to be veg, go green, and save the planet. Gracias, Señor. Thank you, Master, for this vital information. Master, the last two questions are from David Roman, president of the Vegetarian Union in Spain, who has sent his questions via video. Please, welcome. Tengo una pregunta para usted. Se habla de predicciones, eh, tanto a nivel científico como de otros tipos, que hablan de un cambio profundo que vamos a vivir en el año 2012. ¿Podremos ver un giro positivo en el cambio climático en ese año? Mi otra pregunta es, solemos hablar habitualmente de ayudar a los animales, que tenemos que ayudarles, 
pero ¿no es cierto que los animales nos ayudan a nosotros en muchas formas? Yes. Greeting, president of the Spanish Vegetarian Union. Thank you for your exemplary leadership in being veg and for your work to support others in the same. I really appreciate your efforts, as do the many animals whose lives are spared due to your effort. Regarding predictions or forecasts for the year 2012 from the scientific community and others, it is true that our situation is indeed urgent. In fact, there is not a moment to lose. We can see everywhere reflections of a planet in trouble, with monsoons and flooding in one location and people losing their harvest and drinking water to drought in another. One way that our world can be preserved and stabilized is through everyone's change to a compassionate lifestyle, choosing organic vegan diet, which not only eliminates methane and other toxic, heat-trapping greenhouse gases emissions from the livestock industry, but the organic part takes care of harmful fertilizer chemicals and allows the soil to absorb a huge amount of atmospheric CO2. As for whether we could see a positive turn in the climate In the year 2012, we surely hope for the current trend to continue and the planet's future to be assured by then. I have mentioned before that we have already reached the veg critical mass on Earth, meaning that the momentum created by the number of people who have already become veg is like a wave that is helping others join in. But we still need everyone in the world to be veg because of how long we have waited to make such a change. So now we need 100% of the world population to be veg to save our world. We have to change before it is too late to change. Because if we don't change now, later we want to change. It won't be helpful anymore. And yes, Señor Roman, You are surely correct that helping uh, animals helps us. They do give in so many ways. They are here to give. They are here to help us. This is another reason that we must be vegan. We must protect their lives because their lives are our lives. They are here to balance the planetary atmosphere. They are here to help heal us and heal the planet. We must protect their lives. We must act in compassionate way. It is true that we need to stop the global warming emissions, but equally important is to stop killing the beings that have done nothing wrong but only offer us their love and immeasurable services. Besides my own inner communication with the animals, there are many other people who are very gifted in this realm, known as animal telepathic communicators, who themselves have revealed 
messages from such noble beings, such as dogs, horses, birds, seals, whales, etc. These animals wish to convey only their abiding love for humanity and their desire to remain on earth, so that they can continue transmitting that love. It, of course, makes no sense that we would ever consider killing such beautiful hearts and souls as these. They are the best friends to all of us. And this is another reason that we need to change to a no-kill society. In doing that, all humans will comprehend more clearly the vast gifts bestowed upon us by the animal kingdom. Thank you, Signor Roman. For your caring question, may God bless you with every fulfilled endeavor in your life. Thank you for enlightening us with your love, Master. Gracias. También. European Parliament supports reducing meat to lower greenhouse gases. Roll call vote. Vote is now open. Reduce your meat consumption or stop eating meat totally. During discussions on greenhouse gas reduction goals, Action the climate, climate committee change. of the European Parliament officially recognized livestock's contribution to global warming and recommended a reduction of subsidies to the livestock industry to curb methane. The European Parliament has adopted its own position on climate change as an institution and as a vice president. One of the proposals I have made is in line with your own, which is that we should eat far less meat because that's one of the major sources of greenhouse gases. Massentierhaltung zum Beispiel ist ein großes Problem. Der Fleischkonsum in gerade auch den reichen Ländern des Nordens ist für das Klima nicht gut. Please eat less meat and let's make taxes on meat. That's definitely one of the issues we're talking about. I'd like to tell people what the cost is of eating meat for the environment worldwide. My name is Jens Holm. I'm a member of the European Parliament. Please, be veg, go green to save the planet. Beloved Master and distinguished panelists, this concludes our question and answer session. Beloved friends, we are certain that questions such as these in this session have been very important. Very important. Yes, Master, because we have cleared up many doubts and have opened up many alternatives for the solution of the problem of global warming. Supreme Master Chin Hai, distinguished guests, all our friends, this concludes our conference, Global Warming. Yes, there is a solution. It has been very important to hear each one of our invited guests because They have demonstrated that the problem about global warming do have solutions. And even more importantly, these solutions are in our hands. So now it's time to act. Let's do it. There are many institutions all over the world which are very dedicated to working diligently, such as Supreme Master Chin Hai has shown us. 
giving us much hope and solutions which are achievable to each one of us. If we really love ourselves, we have compassion for the lives of our co-inhabitants and younger brothers, the animals. And we want to preserve the beauty of our planet Earth. We must act immediately. For this moment, Let's each and every one of us commit ourselves to saving our lives, the lives of our loved ones, of the future generation and all the beings on this planet. Let's pledge to be veg, to save the planet. So, yes, let's be veg, go green and save our planet. We would like to support in helping our planet by declaring a meat-free diet. Go to meatfreepetition.com, organized by Meat Free Movement, to sign the petition. Now we invite Master to close up this beautiful conference. Gracias, gracias. I would like to thank all the eloquent and distinguished speakers for this event. I also appreciate all of you, the bright and loving audience members, for caring about the earth and coming here today to bring to light the important task of all of us, that we have to save this precious planet. This is the only home that we have. And thank you, your organizers, for making this meeting possible. May we all be encouraged to, by the fact that uh, the best, lasting changes start with our own lifestyle. It is the same with saving the planet. Each one of us is responsible. And to encourage others as well. Because simple organic vegan diet is the only lifestyle changes that really necessary to restore our shared home. I would like to thank you again for your active efforts to make a difference. I hope together we can really save this beautiful planet. For those of you who are already vegan, bravo and thank you. With the organic vegan lifestyle as part of everyone's heroic mission, Our efforts together will surely bring a safe and saved world for both humans and our beloved animal co-inhabitants. I wish you all the best and heaven's abundance blessing to the gentle-hearted people of Peru and beautiful South America. Muchas gracias. Thank you, Master. By the way, I would like to report to you something apart from that. I want to report to you about the current climate change effects in your country because it's important that you know about this. The latest report by the UN Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change spoke of Latin America's vulnerability to severe climate impacts. Peru is among the first to feel these impacts, as seen in the following. One, 
Farmers in the Cusco Highlands are suffering already from irregular, scarcer rain and extreme heat. Two, due to excessive heat and drought over the last 12 years, 140,000 hectares of potatoes and corn have been ruined, equal to food that could have fed 11 million people in the country. It's been ruined. Three, in the central Pura area, spring that uh, used to provide drinking water until recently are drying up. Four, mosquitoes causing dengue fever are also being seen for the first time in Pura as they spread to new areas due to climate change. Five, Peru is home to 70% of the entire range of uh, Andean glaciers with peaks that supply the country's people with both water and hydroelectric power. However, these are all expected to disappear by 2015, just a few more years. Six, the glaciers in the Andes mountain range so far lost more than 20% of their volume. This is threatening the water supply for 30 million people. In Peru, the loss to glaciers is equivalent to 10 whole years of water supply for Lima City. 7. The Cordillera Blanca, a snow-topped northern mountain range of your country, sometimes called Peruvian Switzerland, you know about it, has been steadily disappearing due to climate change. 8. A warming climate has resulted in the 2008 disappearance of the Quilca Mountain snowcap. And in 2007, the Brogi Glacier also vanished, disappeared completely. 9. In early 2009, the Quilca Glacier disappeared completely. Now it's gone. It's gone now. 10 with eight of the country's water basins already noted as being insufficient to meet people's needs. Peru's President Garcia announced in 2008 the construction of two desalination plants to try to address the water scarcity. Is that urgent already in Peru? 11. Dwindling water supplies have caused escalating tensions and even conflicts to erupt, as many people, including disadvantaged farmers, don't have enough water or are struggling for their share. 12. By 2020, it is predicted that up to 77 million people in Latin America will face water shortages. 13. In the past six years, Peru had at least three extreme temperature events and floods affecting more than 500,000 people. Within just 30 years, Floods increased by more than 60%.
and mud flows increased by 400%. 14. President Gaza declared a state of emergency in 2009 due to climate change-related severe cold and freezing conditions in the southern Andes that caused the death of nearly 250 children and uh, sicken many others. I have contributed my humble share to purchase children's warm clothes for this matter. But this is not the permanent solution. The permanent solution is we have to stop this to happen again. We have to stop climate change. We have to stop this kind of disaster that kill the children in Peru and sicken many other children as well as adults and the vulnerable like the elders, the weak and already sick. 15. In Chimbote, Peru, heavy pollution from 40 fish mill manufacturing causes documented human illness and increase in oceanic dead zones with the ground-up fish being fed to caged salmon, creating yet another environmental imbalance and sickness to humans. Thank you very much for your attention. I hope this report gives the people of Peru, Latin Americans and the world a little more wake-up call. I thank you for your attention, and I thank you in advance for whatever you will do your part to save your country and to save the world. God bless you all. God bless the people of Peru. Muchas gracias. Thank you very much, Master, for your valuable information. We would like also to express our gratitude to our three panelists uh, who have honored with their presence here in this conference. Muchas gracias a todos. Thank you very much for your valuable presence. Thank you, Master. Thank you for your love. You're welcome. Bless you. Thank you. proceso de transformación en el vegetarianismo es una de las consecuencias de adquirir este, perfección en el ser humano, que es tener amor, sabiduría y voluntad. Eso te lleva como, como consecuencia a ser vegetariano, a tener amor incondicional, y el vegetarianismo es una consecuencia favorable, positiva en el ser humano. Estamos siempre apoyando a toda esta labor que, que está haciendo la maestra Chin Hai, con bastante gusto y voluntad. Más que todo, lo que es el cambio climático, y precisamente estamos fomentando el Prácticamente, drásticamente dejar de comer carne. Sé vegetariano, sé ecológico y salvemos del planeta. ¿Recomendarías a los jóvenes y a los niños ser vegetarianos? Por supuesto que sí, es lo mejor para la preservación de la salud, 
evitar las enfermedades y salvar el planeta. Sé vegetariano, sé ecológico, salva el planeta. Quería decir a todos los jóvenes y niños y adultos de que por favor cuiden el agua y de que sean vegetarianos para que puedan salvar el medio ambiente y el planeta. Sé vegetariano, sé ecológico, salve el planeta. ¿Qué ha escuchado esta noche que te interesa? La labor que desempeña la maestra Chinghai sobre la labor de cuidar el medio ambiente, todo lo que está haciendo por cuidarlo y lo, lo que promueve, lo que hace para la labor de obras benéficas a favor de, de otros. ¿Y está pensando usted, usted en, en adoptar una dieta vegana? Sí, me gustaría mucho seguirla. Parece algo muy interesante, además que más saludable y algo mucho mejor para el medio ambiente. Y Alberto, ¿qué ha aprendido esta noche de que te puede usar para su vida? Eh, que ser vegetariano es bueno para salvar el mundo y este problema que tenemos del calentamiento global. Por eso es que hay que ser vegetariano para salvar el planeta. Dice que es una persona sumamente informada, que a pesar de ser una persona tan espiritual y que dedica su vida a la, a la compasión, a ayudar a la gente, es una persona que se ha informado sobre nuestro país, lo cual me, me satisfizo mucho porque se, se ve que conoce, porque ella ha dicho que nuestro país realmente, como lo dicen los científicos, es un país que va a tener graves problemas con la cuestión del calentamiento global y la gente no se da cuenta y entonces una voz tan confiable, tan amable como la de ella, esperemos que llame la atención para que cada uno de nosotros tome acción sobre las cosas que tenemos que hacer desde nuestra casa, porque las cosas tienen que pensar en la casa. Es una gran señora en la cual eh, da un mensaje al mundial, he visto su currícula en la cual dice... Es, dice muchas cosas ciertas que el, el mundo se está deteriorando, como repito, por nuestra culpa, por no conservar los animales, la vegetación y el agua cada vez se está disminuyendo. El consejo principal como biólogo es sembrar bastantes árboles, sembrar lo más que se pueda, tratar de que nosotros no matar animales, porque los animales son nuestros mejores amigos y por lo tanto no debemos eh, en forma indiscriminada hacer esta matanza de los seres vivientes que son nuestros hermanos menores y creo que este es uno de los objetivos más importantes para evitar de matar animales y conservarlos a ellos para lograr un equilibrio perfecto entre el hombre y el animal y la naturaleza y las plantas sé vegetariano y sé ecológico para salvar el planeta tierra Bueno, eh, estoy muy, muy agradecido por, por este compartir tan grato de, de contribuir a despertar conciencia de este, esta problemática que afecta no solamente a la raza humana, afecta también a los animales, a las plantas, a los minerales, al clima. Así que, eh, por mi parte, eh, estoy tomando muy en serio todas las indicaciones de la maestra. Este, la solución es muy simple, ¿no? El ser humano debe vibrar en un solo propósito, que es salvar al planeta.
Entonces, es importante para nosotros como peruanos, en general como latinoamericanos, tomar conciencia de lo que significa este tema del calentamiento global y dentro de lo que podamos aportar como personas en nuestras casas o en nuestros trabajos, pues trabajar para que eso no suceda más, hacer algo para que se retarde. La solución más rápida, más exitosa que tenemos es ser vegetarianos, ser veganos. En cada uno de nosotros está la solución más rápida. No debemos esperar nada más que eso. En nosotros está la solución, ser vegetarianos ahora. No esperar un minuto, un día. Ser vegetariano, ser ecológico, salve el mundo.